Kyle Cuff, former Rice player, Rice high school player, former St. John's University player. When y'all, when you was at Rice, and y'all were getting ready to start a game, right? How did y'all get hyped? Was there a chant? What was the process? <laughs> Man, we had a number. We had a number of different things. Uh, mostly, we, we listened to a lot of in that time, a lot of Rough Riders. Oh, DMX and and, and all them. Absolutely. Who was your favorite of oh, the man. clique? To shoot the locks. Okay. We were big on the locks. We was big on DMX. Um, Dragon. Oh we yeah. A yeah. Bronx dude. Yeah. So we, you know, Swiss being a Bronx dude. So we we were. That was our, like our thing. You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dives where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next and they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops and prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Yo, what up? This is Manny Digital, and with me today is a gentleman. He hails from the Bronx, New York. Another one. Another one. Back-to-back episodes with Bronx Cats. Um, he, being a Bronx Cat, uh, actually went and played for the Riverside Hawks for a time. We won't hold that against him here in Gaucho country. Uh, he played at Rice High School. Also, we will not hold that against him. Uh, he graduated from there and played at St. John's. Uh, not to not to skip over this, he played with Andre Barrett, Andre Sweet, Kenny Sat, um, Kev, yep, uh, former former guest here on the show, Kev Bell, and a number of other amazing athletes Glover. that came out of there. And Glover, yeah, actually, you played with Ann Glover in college too, right? Shit. Uh, like I said, he's a he's a St. John's alum as well. Actually graduated, so kudos to you, brother. Appreciate that. Um, and we'll talk about what you're doing over there now because I think that's very interesting. Uh, he played overseas for a few years, about seven. Played in places like Mexico, Venezuela, Indonesia, which is fly. Uh, I haven't heard too many people play over there. Also played for the D League, um, now defunct Springfield Armor, and was coached by legendary Celtic D Brown. We have with us today. Mr. Six Nine himself, Kyle Cuff. What's up, man? What's going on? Welcome, man? welcome, brother. Appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, nah, I appreciate you, bro. Um, now let, let me start the episode off by saying, me doing some research about you, a lot of stuff was coming up about your son. Yeah. Right. Uh, and now that that makes sense, yeah. given the era that you grew up playing ball and kind of where your yeah. your basketball career you know ended, right? Yeah. Um, it, it was kind of like, it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I like that there's a distinction between Kev, uh, Kev sorry Kev, <laughs> between Kyle Senior and Kyle Junior. Right. Because sometimes I've run across this maybe one other time where same names, right? And I was not sure who I was reading about. Right, right. Um, so it's good that there is that distinction. Um, but your son seems like he's doing work. 
he's doing. He's trying, man. He's, um, he loves it, you know. And as a dad, former player, you know, that's all you can do is be excited. So I, I kind of get an extra shot to kind of live a little bit through, through him, him right now, you know. So my job here is not to tell him what to do, even though I have a you know a habit of actually there's a bias there, know, forcing it a little bit. Sure, but um, sit back and just be his guidance. You know what I mean? Let him know some things. He rub things off me. You know, I kind of. Rub things off and pause, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so you said something that that could be very dangerous for for parents yeah. generally, and the fact that you also played at a high level, I, I'd say the degree of of danger is probably even more. You you involve yourself to a degree in in his basketball upbringing, right? Yeah, uh, and it sounds like from what you're saying. You do it in a way where it's where it's when he seeks you out for the most part. Is that fair to say? You know, yes and no. Okay. But let me rewind it back. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Please. And, and put this out there because it, it, my wife is actually the first one to put a ball. Not really put the ball in his hand, okay. but actually take him to a practice. Like I gave him a ball really? as a baby. You know, you buy the little... Equipment from Toys R Us, and you know you dunk on it when you're a little one year old. But as yeah. far as like, I still can't him, dunk on one of those, by the way. But <laughs> no, but as far as like bringing him to an actual workout, actually at Gaucho's with um, Coach Steve Harris. Okay, yeah. Um, she brought him there, and she begged him. He was like four years old. She was like, "Yo, look, can you please like do something?" The reason why I didn't do it because at that time I didn't want to like force him. I seen a lot of dads. Yeah, force, force the their, issue. Force the issue on their kid, and their kid get really resentment. I had like kids on my teammates that was like that. Yeah, their dad's like, "Are you gonna do it this way?" So I kind of took a step back, but she was like, "No, he like it. He gets excited. He's been watching you since you've been playing." Like, so she took him. Wow. Once she took him, and then I kind of like picked you, it up. After, you started like, going. All right, babes, I, you was right. Let me, you know, let me do a little bit. So she she basically kind of opened yeah, she the opportunity opened, she for opened him. Absolutely. That's dope. Well, congrats and yeah. Kia, right? Yeah, Kia. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Miss Cuff, Mrs. Cuff. Um, <laughs> congrats for for taking that step because a lot of um, ladies, wives, partners don't necessarily want to take that step, right? Uh, sometimes it's because they're not familiar with the with the world of basketball and they feel like maybe that's the guy's role, even if they don't really know a lot about the game. Um, I so you said something that I, I sympathize with. Dads want to force that upon their kids right. a lot of times, particularly dads. Um, I have I have a twelve year old daughter, I have a six year old son, and I have a three year old daughter. Right. Um, it's not a hard and fast rule per se, and I don't, I'm not necessarily proud of this, but I'm going to force exposure to basketball for them yeah. as early as I think it's appropriate, mm -hmm. um, because I want them to. Not necessarily latch onto basketball. Like, if they do, that's awesome. I would love it. I would be in the same boat. Like, live vicariously through them in the game as far as they want to go with it. But for me, it's more about what basketball lends itself to teaching kids, even adults, I would say. Like I agree. The, the, and, and you can probably sympathize with right. this just now in the professional level, right, right. working and whatnot. There's so much to be said about the team dynamic, how to read your team and put them in positions to succeed, and right. all these different what what become for people that are in the game playing like second nature. There's a lot of human beings that do not have those Absolutely. characteristics and Absolutely. traits. And you learn that at an early age when you're playing sports, especially if you start early. Exactly. Absolutely. And so something that I, I like to I've led sales teams. I've I've had the opportunity to really lead teams at different organizations. I've been a part of. And the one thing that I – and, again, I 
I didn't play basketball at a high level. I capped out at like eighth grade, right? Playing team ball. So for me, but I still, I, I gathered so much from it. And I instilled that upon my leadership style, right? right. right? And, I, and I feel like it's so critical in this day and age to be able to have that skill set to lead organizations, whether it be your own business or somebody else's or what have you. How does that play into kind of the role you're in now? Were you were you cognizant of the fact that you had these abilities beyond just the hooping? I'll be honest with you, I had no idea. Like my parents are from Jamaica, mm-hmm. so Ross Clyde. <laughs> so as far as you know, the dynamics at that time we're talking about like mid eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties. Uh, most people that came from the Caribbean countries, it was like school, work, get a good job somewhere, two, three, four jobs, working. You know, so that's what I seen from my parents. You know, they work come home they spend time with us absolutely yeah but it was more so work and school has to be on point you know so yeah they held that sacred I, my, my parents right. are from the dominican republic so similar Caribbean it was very school. much like yo you got to get these books right absolutely so in that aspect basketball wasn't even on my mind like literally the first time i literally picked up a ball had to be about 11 12 wow so and that's relatively late oh no, compared OD, to your contemporaries OD, right old late cause right like you know, like my friend Andre Barrett, Kev Bell, they started like four or five right. years old, yep. you know. Um, that wasn't a thing that was in my household. It was go to school, and then eventually, you know, you want to go to college. Go and get some wanna, work. You want to get this work done. It just so happened that I started to grow. So by the time I hit 11, 12, I was already like 6'4". 6'3", 6'4", yeah. And Hold on, what is that? Is that genetic? Like, can you trace it back to somebody in your family? Well, my, who's... The women in my family are tall. So okay. my mom is 5'11". Okay, yeah, that's um, tall for a my lady. My sisters are 5'9". Actually, my 13-year-old right now is 5'11". Daughter. Daughter. Wow. So, she, you know, the women in the family are tall. My dad is about 6'4". Mm-hmm. So he got pretty good height, too. But as far as the males, I'm the tallest in the family. Okay. Right. Shit. Right. By a stretch. By, by a stretch. Your dad was probably the second tallest, right, at a time? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You wow. know, so I would I would say, you know, at that time I happened to be out in the park and there was a, a, a lady in, in my parents' building. Um she kinda had ties with someone from Riverside because her son was playing at Riverside. Okay. And um the guy actually see me playing and I'm just, you know, I'm not I was pretty coordinated because I was I was I had coordination, so mm-hmm. I wasn't like sloppy. But I was just you no know, playing around. So he actually was looking for someone to play on his midget team. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, that's like ironic. Midget. It was like six four midget. midget, midget, right? Right, it's funny, right? So she, he pointed at me, and she was like, "Oh no, he's too young." She was like, "How old is he? He's 11. So the midget team at that time was like 13, 14 year olds, yeah. you know. So he assumed that I was older because I was so tall. Yeah, massive. To make a long story short, literally that weekend, I ended up at LaGuardia House. Practicing. No, playing in the game. Oh, I didn't even, it put you right in. Right in. I was playing with people like Jared Brown. He went to, um, he was an all-city at Manhattan Center. Mm-hmm. Um, a young lady, Tiana um, Turner, she was an all-city at Manhattan Center. Sounds familiar, yeah. Um, I was just, you know, it, it, was, it was like I was kind of like thrown into it. Um, actually, I think Courtney was on that team, Courtney Fields. Yeah. So I was like literally just thrown into The fire. Thrown into the fire. I yeah, with some ballers, not just some regular cats. Know, with some ballers. Like I didn't know. Anything like as far as a foul or oh, traveling, no. oh. I was just playing. So, it, literally, within about six months, um, the actual coach Ernie Larch, the uh, founder of Riverside, yeah. approached my parents. Was like, "You need to um, 
get him to Mount Carmel. And I, she was like, what's Mount Carmel? Ah, hold on. Time out. Because we was talking off air about where you grew up in the Bronx. Right. And you mentioned Tracy Towers over right. by um, Marshall and, yeah. and Clinton. Right. Um, and I had asked you, and I said, nah, let's wait for, for us to start right. recording. So this, this is interesting. This is so Lloyd goes to your parents and says, we need to put him in Mount Carmel. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. With, um, okay. Lamar Dyson was the coach yeah. um, at Mount Carmel. So I don't know nothing about nothing Mount Carmel. But I was gassed a little bit because in between this little small window of like literally like six months, you say? Five to six months. Yeah. I, 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 got, I got to meet um, Kev Bell. Um, I, I already played against Andre Barrett in like local citywide tournaments. And they sold myself. And, and I believe I mean, Andre, when we spoke, they sold him on the, on, on the, the fact that Mount Carmel had like a gym. You know <laughs> like so, their own gym. Like they had their own gym. Right. So we like, oh man, our school, I mean, we have public school, it has a gym, but we're like, yo, we're going to, to this Catholic school, you know, school's going to be paid for, and we're going to get a better education than we are. So we're like, okay, but they got a gym there, so all we really care about is hooping. Hooping, right? At a nice, decent facility. Right. Mind you, I went on a visit. They was like, yeah, the gym. You went, time out, time out, time out, time out. You said it. See, this is the kind of shit that pisses me, not pisses <laughs> me off, but like, I'm like, yo, you went on a, a visit. That's a term that's used for kids going to college. Yeah, yeah. You went on a visit to Mount Carmel. Right, but looking at it like like how you're looking at it right now, yeah. I'm, I can see why you're looking at it. Right, 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 right. But at that time, you know. It wasn't a big deal. It's right. just what it was. It was just what it was. Like, they told my parents to come. My parents was interested. So we went. You know? And it was already established. You don't have to pay if you go. It was established. It's not like some. Because that's the first question my parents asked. Right, how much like, is it? How much is tuition going to be? Yeah. And it was like, don't worry about it. We was like, okay, let's go look at it. Yeah. So we looked. We only went like literally to admissions. Went on one floor and it was like, saw a little bit about what they're actually doing in school. Like, okay. So I didn't go downstairs to see if there is actually a gym. Or right. Anything. You just assumed it was. So first, so first day, I'm super excited. Like, okay, I'm going to the gym. You know. Not the- no gym. <laughs> It's a cafeteria. <laughs> it's a cafeteria. I've never been to Mount Carmel, right. so I, I didn't get the setup that you nah, was giving no, for right setup. now. And, like oh. I said, and Kev and, and Courtney be gassed it. Yeah. Like, mind you, they've been there the year previous. Yeah. They already knew what it was. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I didn't, they didn't give me that. Like, no, there's no gym here. We really practice at LaGuardia House. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you, it, it brings up something that I thought was, it kind of blew my mind, right? right? When, I, when my freshman year at St. Raymond, um, all the senior classmen was upperclassmen. They was, um, you know, not freshman Friday type, but like clowning the freshmen, right? So we walking around and they're like, yo, I got tickets to the to the pool. Right. It's on the uh, it's upstairs on the, on the top floor or whatever. And, you know, and I'm like, this little ass school don't got no pool. Yo, son, they was going hard body, like trying right. to sell people tickets right, for, right. and I mean, jig was up quick. Right. I think they did catch a few. They must have. I don't even, I don't, nah, I definitely didn't get no money. I had money like that to buy no tickets. But um, the cat got out the bag fast. It was no fucking pool. It was no, <laughs> so, like I got to the so game, found out there's really no gym there. Yo, no, but then you like, I don't know when in the summer you actually decided you were going, but like, there's a span of time where you like, in your head, you like gas, like, yo, yo, it's going to be on. I was gas, you guys, like, think about it. I've never played organized yeah. at all. Right. You know, like, yeah, my, my building had like a team and we, I actually played the same race in the old gym. Okay, yeah. They had um, Rock and Ray, and, and, and I think Kareem was on that team. Mm-hmm. But I was the young kid. I didn't barely got in. Like, I probably played like two two minutes. 
They just wanted me just for hype purposes. Right. You know, but right. I was the youngest guy. Everybody was like literally 16. 16, 16. So I was the young kid. I was 12. You know, so, but I was bigger than a lot of them. Yeah. So they just like, oh, come on. Like, you know, but so I, actually the first gym I actually probably played in was here. Wow. It's funny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Yeah. That's Look at you, the, the history, kind of how right. it converges. Yeah. But um, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. I didn't even ask you, but I'm glad you went down this road because um, I always start like, how did you fall into basketball? And that that superhero origin story right now is pretty ill. Yeah, man. Like I said, in my, my building, there were a lot of people that played basketball. There wasn't really like a lot of, I would say, like all city stars. Um, but but they played. But they played basketball, and they actually was pretty good. Right. You know? And there were actually a lot of friends of Kareem Reed. Oh, okay. That went here where they were friends with. So he would actually, I would see him as, as, a, as a young kid. Oh. There. You know. Damn. But did dated, you? He dated a couple of chicks. Okay. In the building. So I would, you know, I would right. see him periodically. I, you know I understand. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah that, so I, so that my first exposure, like I used to watch it, but I didn't really touch it, you know. Like, did you know who Kareem was at the time? Like, did you understand? I didn't know. Absolutely okay. not. I, I learned, like, I would say probably his last year here. Like yo, he's like yo. He's a problem. See, yo, he's a problem, right? right? You know, like I didn't really know who it was because again, basketball wasn't really a big thing in my household. Like right. we watched the Knicks because of Patrick Ewing. Yes, because the Jamaican, Jamaican lineage. That was it, right? right? You know what I'm right. saying? So anybody that was Jamaican, we rooting for. Of course. In, in the household, so I didn't really know anything about outside basketball. I didn't even know they were playing basketball as young as they were. Yeah, I mean, right? You didn't think you were late to the game, I I right? Did. And in actuality, a lot of people weren't at that time. No, no, they weren't. They you know, weren't. like. So, but like I said, Andre Barrett and, and Kenny Sad and Kevin Bell, those guys are phenoms for for, for different reasons because they started early. So yeah. they had the preparation. Super early. Super early. And, and the skill set, like, you know, bringing it back to Kev Bell, like, that guy was a problem. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember actually watching, I'm like, this dude's like my height because we were like the same height. Mm -hmm. He grew crazy quick. Like, at, at the age of 13, he was already like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, right. And handling the ball. And shooting and dead. Which is right, because that height, roughly speaking, you more in the power forwards, small forward, small forward, small forward right. right. You know, or if you were really younger, you're playing the center. Or, right, or, right, or right. Power forward. But he was, on Amal Carmel, he was the power forward, but bringing the ball up. Because Majestic Map was our point guard. Oh, Map was there too, guy. yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, um, What's the name that went here? Peter Mulligan. Peter Mulligan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was That's there. right. At that time, he wasn't what Peter Mulligan was when he got here. Saint Reyes, mm -hmm. He was a little raw, but he was he was skilled also. He's a lot smaller. He grew, slimmed he down. He shot up and slimmed down. He was a little bit more a little um, chubbier then. Okay, but he still had to work ethic. So there's a lot of people. Yeah. Side, side note, real fast. So um, I was at uh, San Raymond had an alumni game not yeah. that long ago. Uh, <laughs> Yo, know, this dude, because you know he has a baby. Girl now, baby. She's I think she's a little over yeah, a year yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he come in pushing the stroller, right. right? Big dude. He suit up and then he lights up. I think he got like 35, 36 points, something like that in the game. <laughs> but yo, he still got it. Nah, Pika played. He still man. got it. Pika played because he's skilled. You gotta think about it. And a lot of things <clears> with him came a little bit later. So meanwhile, when a lot of us were getting more of the shine and more of the yeah. pump, all he had to do was really be in the gym. He didn't have a, a, a microscope. Yeah, set on him. Right. You know, he was in the gym. He was constantly working. And then when his time came, his junior year, he he was playing. Yeah. His senior year, he took off. He took off. Yeah. But let's let's get back to you, sir. Because yeah. um, it, so you got sold a bill of goods. Now yeah. you're practicing at LaGuardia. Practicing at LaGuardia. LaGuardia House. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know proximity wise. Where's LaGuardia House to Mount Carmel? So Mount Carmel is on one nineteenth and Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, LaGuardia House is on one sixteenth between second. Okay, and, not crazy far. First. No, it's not far. Okay, so it's it's close. We walked from school. You know, yeah, get some Chinese food. Walk, eat, practice. Do your thing. Then yeah. How's com- how was commute for you? You know what? Prior to that, I didn't really travel to the, to the city. To the city, I, I can't imagine like, you would have. You know, get on those city buses in the Bronx and the local four train on my side, but. Mm. Going there, like I had to take the four, get off at one twenty fifth, transfer to the six, catch the bus. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was, it was a mission. Different, but then <laughs> I would run. I would get to the train station. And I see you know Andre Barrett there. I would see you know other dudes that are coming from the Bronx, and we we, we, we link up. So and you you guys clicked up. Yeah, on we the... clicked up, man. We walked together. We became like instantly instant friends. Like it, you know. It, it's a it's an interesting dynamic because um, those little moments, even commuting together, mm-hmm. it instills and builds. And Kev mentioned something similar with him and Sat and yep. and uh, maybe Sweet. I, I, he mentioned a, a few folks. Um, you you travel in that pack. You spend most of your day together. Absolutely. And in, and in that time of your life, probably most of your life together. Absolutely. Right. So you build such a strong chemistry. That has to translate onto the basketball court, it does. right? It does. Um, I don't find that to be the case, and I'm not connected to high school basketball like directly, right? I just I'm a fan. I watch here and there. I have to imagine that s- that kind of stuff doesn't really happen all that often. It doesn't be- happen as much, though. But you can tell for the teams that it, that are successful. That's what it is, right? You know. So and, and you, I'm not gonna like I, I, I'm biased in my era, so sure. I'm always gonna say that my era is the best, sure. Right? But when I really dig a little deeper and I, and I look at it, it kind of was like that back when we were playing also. Like as far as mm. the teams that were really successful. Traveled in packs like that. Together. They ate, sleep. Everything. Spent the night at people, each other's house. They, it, was, it, was, it was deeper. Like it was like, you're, that's my brother. It was different. You know what I'm saying? You, you being from, I, I'm, so your parents migrated to the U.S., first generation yeah, that first, migrated over. You're yeah, first generation first, first born. Generation here, yeah. Okay. So I have to imagine just... Similarly, Caribbean household, there was a very strict code in your house. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. So things like being out at certain hours Absolutely. was not popping. Even when I was in high school. So so so. So how like, how does that play into how you were able to like do your thing basketball wise? Because I, I I picked up on things. Like I knew that I couldn't really hang out when sometimes when Drake could hang out or or or, or Sad and Kev could hang out. Right. I would have to do other things to kind of like maybe. We we going to are you gonna get a chopped cheese from the store? I'm gonna hang with you to the chopped cheese. Or you're getting on the train, I'm gonna wait with y'all to the train car. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I found different ways to integrate myself. Okay. And then when it was time for me to do certain things, like, Ma, look, man, I gotta do or right. dad, you know, can I it was like, All right, man, that's who you with you with you with Dre, you with Kel. all right, cool. So I will end up finding my way in Soundview at, at at the bay or you know what I'm saying, or different places as my parents got a little bit more comfortable, comfortable with who I was hanging with. God, yeah, because that's everything. Right. It's like who who you running with, right? And, and I need to know because at that time you didn't have cell phones oh, for no, for them no to check phone. with you or whatnot. No, no, nothing. But also, and then tell me, I'm putting words in your mouth here, but like they found solace in people like Ernie Lloyd and the people at Kips Bay, wherever you were. They for- did. I, they did. And, and looking <clears> back at it now, I don't think if that was me. I would have been so extra trustworthy, trusting, but you don't think you don't think you would have. You I don't say? think I would. Me either. You Agreed. Gotta, you understand? But again, that was different. A different time. Like yeah. again, they're they're working. So anybody that's kind of approaching their kid and saying, "Hey, look, we think 
he has potential to do something, we want to put him in school. My first question if somebody approached me about my son is, okay, first thing is, what is in it for him? Mm-hmm. And then what are you getting out of it? Mm. You, you understand? Like, but like, does that, so it's very interesting, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because there's a lot of parents who don't understand even to, they don't know enough to even ask those questions. But that's what that's what it is. But you kind of have the cheat sheet because you went through right. the path, right? right. So that's where that comes from. That's where it comes from. Okay, my parents didn't have that. Right. So again, even with choosing, we're getting I'm getting a little bit further. No, no, no. With choosing college, it was a different. My parents didn't have too much of a understanding. Understanding on okay, based on the type of style of play. You might be better off in this context. Ah, okay. Or, you know, or the granularity or, of the or decision. How long this coach has been in this university? Is he a flip flopper? Does he jump from team to team? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, you kind of want to. That's why I co- like Duke and and some of those other schools are in Kentucky now. In Kentucky because they have a, a the consistency head has been there for years. That's why Rice was the way they were, mm. and, and and so was St. Ray's because they had Mo Hicks and DeCesar were at the helm. For years, right? Um, Christ the King, same thing. Malloy, yep. With Jack Curran, same same thing. Those guys instilled a certain culture right. and system for years. Right. That's a very good point. Um, let's talk a little bit about college, and we're going to skip around. This yeah, is what we absolutely. do. Um, you 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 said when it came time for you to decide college, and, and Mike Jarvis was your coach for three Mike or four years, yep. right? So, and I don't know how many years before. Not that many, because when Felipe... No, he was there about three years, two years before I got Right. There. I think when Felipe got there, that was his first year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe he coached Felipe. He came oh, after. 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 Okay, yeah. you're right. Right, right, right. Yeah, Connor Second was there. No, no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Fran Fraschilla. Fran Fraschilla. You're right. I'm getting it all messed up. So, what was it about St. John's? Knowing what you know now, right? It's funny. Because yeah. I think I know the answer, but... Yeah. You went to St. John's on account of what? What made that decision for you? I'll tell you, you it, was, it, it, was, it was a stupid decision. Okay. But, I, again, I don't, I don't try to live with regrets because it doesn't matter. Like, I have great, you know, great experience, but mm-hmm. St. John's wasn't my, on my list. Oh. As far as where I, like where I wanted to go. The reason why they kind of were in the conversation is because Dermot Player, which was my AAU coach at Riverside and was also my assistant coach at Rice, ended up leaving – after my sophomore year at Rice and took the assistant coach job at St. Oh, John's. Oh, okay. So that was their way, which you kind of look at now, you look at a lot of the coaching staffs in college right now, mm-hmm. you either got a former AAU coach, mm-hmm. a, a father that's a coach, or a brother that's a coach. Like, you know, it's... it's, it's a yeah. That's... Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm sorry, I know I'm jumping back myself. No, like, please. Gonna do? But Mike Boyan, I mean, Coach Mike Boyan was also at Mount Carmel with us uh... from Oklahoma State. <laughs> So, which is also my point, my, my, my guard on AAU with Omar Cook. So that's kind of funny. Like, oh, I forgot to leave that out. But um, yeah. So again, they were. I was all headed to go. I had this conversation the other day with Glover's wife. I'm um, Anthony Glover's wife. We was talking. Yeah. And I was all headed. I was supposed to go to UConn or um, UVA or, or Florida State. Those were like literally my final final list. Interesting. But then me and Glove became. Tighter. It was tight, you know, from, from you know, AU Playing. in high school. And he was like, yo, Kyle, man, yo, you coming. I literally, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, that's what it was. Like, literally. Literally, like, all right, man. I'm yeah, fine. that makes sense. But then, again, I didn't understand that or really pay attention to that. He propped, he sat out that first year. Okay. So, in high school where he was two years above me, he now becomes one year above me. Right. Right? So, again, as, as competition is great. But you also have to look at the minutes. Yeah, been a play. what's in it for you? But again, not even just that, because I started as a freshman sure. at St. John's, right? Yep. 
But I also have to factor in that he's the the main guy at St. John's. Yep. Like, no, Omar Cook and those yep. guys. But Omar was only there for a year. Right. Right. We came in together. Right. You and Omar. But then after that, again, he's still a year above me. So he's the guy and Marcus Hatton. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it kind of took a, a little bit of the way my style of play is because my game changed other than just being a, a, a post-up guy. I was able to do pick and pops, shooting. Mid-range. Just started really getting to – that's like in the beginning stages of the actual stretch four. Okay. You know, so it. my game started to change a little bit, but and I and I was still bigger than Glover, but because Glover game wasn't as I would say he wasn't shooting the ball the way I could shoot the ball. Okay, he was definitely was you know a, a threat, a problem on the post. Right, but he had to play more on that low block, on that low block than me, and it kind of took a little bit away of my, your your mine. comfort zone. Right, got it. You understand, like where I should have been more. You know, at that point. You, you, yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, I got you. Know you. So, so, like, had you potentially, like, mm-hmm. you know, I know I know, regrets aren't a thing yeah, but yeah. for you, but, like, potentially, and I don't know what the team dynamics were, yeah. but let's say you went to UConn, right. you might have, no, not even UConn. Had you factored that in to how you were making your decision, that might have helped you make a, make be a more impactful in that role you were more comfortable Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Okay. Like, even if I would have still... I probably still would have chose St. John's. Yeah. So I'm not ever going to sit there and say that I wouldn't have. Sure. Because there was a lot of fact that my family is here. Right. Yeah. You no, know, there's a lot, lot of benefits. Like we're close. Right. So it was a lot of benefit at that time. Had a girlfriend. That factored in. Yep. You understand? But it would have made me know, okay, my role. I would ask those questions to the coaches because that's a lot of things. Like players don't ask no. questions. They get excited when they get the offer. They're just happy to be there. They're type. just happy to get an offer. You know, but, well, you got to sit down there. Like just like the coaches, when he's interviewing for a job, he's asking, okay, how many how how's many this going to play out? How's this going to play out? How many coaches have you guys had in the last couple of years? Okay, what like where do I have free reign to go to this region or whatever the question that they're going to ask when they're in, asking the admissions, whoever's you no know, interviewing them? Yeah, as a player. It's, it's mandatory that you should also ask that and don't be afraid to ask a coach where do you see me realistically mm-hmm. because if the coach has your best interest at heart they're going to tell you straight shooter any coach that's going to come in and tell you that you're you coming in and playing 40 minutes they're, they're lying it's a lie not necessarily that they're lying I'm not, <laughs> no, not going to sit there and say okay okay yeah, yeah you're right let's not go that far no no no, no. not even just that not, I mean because I would if I honestly felt that but also you also got to look at the character because they got other kids there that they're recruiting that, 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 that's there already that they're recruiting you to fulfill them right so what are you telling those kids that are there that they're not playing anymore and right. they're 40 minutes or what have you right so, so that's a, all those questions you have to be straight up with like I just want the opportunity if you're going to give me the opportunity to get those minutes that's all you can ask that's for all, that's all I can ask for right and a fair shot like don't if I'm in there killing in practice don't Take notice me. and don't don't play don't, yourself. Don't don't not play me because that yeah. guy's a senior. That's what I'm saying. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when so let, let me go back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mount Carmel, right? Right. So was it? I don't I don't want to make it sound negative, but was it kind of understood that after Mount Carmel, your next stop was going to be Rice? <laughs> nah. Okay. Um, tell you the truth, I wanted to go to Bishop Lachlan. Really? You want to go even further away I from to home? Bishop Lachlan because it had girls there. <laughs> I can be honest why, with you. Why, they, why they, not you know, Scanlon? Uh, uh, yeah, Scanlon. Scanlon has girls. Scanlon wasn't even a, uh, in, in nope, No basketball. basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They just got there like recently. We yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On that one right yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but I'm saying if, <laughs> if girls was the issue. No, but it was though. But like, my, like Bishop Lachlan 
was they had, they had girls. I remember we went there at Mount Carmel and we beat their JV team. Okay. As eighth graders. Oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when we went there. We saw tricks. I'm like, oh, and then Mike Boyan ended up going to um, Bishop Lockland. Okay. You no, know, we were cool. So it was like, and then the assistant coach Kenny Pretlow was that assistant coach at Lockland. Okay. Which was at Riverside also. So yep. it was like we had connection there, but my mom she shut that down quick. She's like, first of all, I was in Brooklyn. That's it. And no more to say. To, yeah, you don't need to be around <coughs> girls all day. Like oh, that, right? you see, your mom's not so, smart. Your mom's smart, a smart lady. She was smart, and I find myself doing the same thing with my son. But we're going we, 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 we to get that. To that yeah, right? we're going to get there. So um, then my next stop was, you know what, I'm going to go to LaSalle. I know Ron was there. I know they had a kid, um, Miguel Caballero. Mm-hmm. They had um, another point guard that was there. Damn, slipped my mind. Um, I, I, Baby Sham. He was a little guard. What's his Baby name? Sh- they called him Baby Sham back then. I don't remember. Yeah, a little. Yeah, nice handle. He's a lefty, lefty guard. Okay. Um, was gonna go there. I actually enrolled. Like I registered to go there, and then literally, Dre was like, "Yo, he going to Rice." Um, I knew Kev Bell was there, and I'm like, "Man, you know we nice little crew there too." And then Sweet was like, "Yo, he going to Rice," and I'm like. <laughs> Now nah, I'm going to Rex. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like... How how far, like, a stretch of time was it between you enrolling at LaSalle and I enrolled, changing your mind? I enrolled, and the day I was supposed to show up, <clears throat> I went to race and enrolled in race. So you might have enrolled, I don't know, let's say June. I two schools at the same time. Oh, shit. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I enrolled at LaSalle. You double committed. Yeah, and I just just ended up going to Rice. And I'll be honest with you, like, that's probably the best decision. Why? In hindsight, why would you say that? You got to think about who I was around. Yeah, no, I mean, I know now. Like, then you didn't know. Like, you know that the the kids, like, you know, Kev and, you know, Glove was good. And, you know, know they could play sat, drink, you know. But... In hindsight now, yo, that was the best, like, Rice was putting out from even before we got there. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, comparing legacies, mm-hmm. LaSalle is, is a respectable school. Let's not get it no, twisted. it's very respectable. But I feel like, the, and, maybe, and maybe it's just me because of my St. Raymond background, mm-hmm. just understanding how fierce of a competitive matchup that always was. Between Rice and, and St. Raymond, maybe for me, the magnitude of Rice was just that much more than what reality was. But it felt to me like if you, lo- if you look at the legacies, like it's almost not really comparable between LaSalle and Rice. So, yeah, you can say Rice was in, 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 in the conversation of five schools. Sure, but I mean, Bronx, that yeah. wasn't really a school you were considering. No, it was. Oh, okay. It was, but again, it was Riverside. Right. And Riverside, even in MK, where you're from, you could have been from Queens. You're either going to... If you're going to school in the city, you're going to Rice, Riverside guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's, like, the, that's the path. Gachos, it was St. Ray's. Maybe half go to All Hollows. Maybe yeah. Cardinal Hayes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like Rice, Riverside. It was like, that's what it was. That's that's why I asked you. Like, I, I understand that from Rice to, I'm sorry, from uh, Riverside to Rice. Right. Uh, I just didn't know if maybe there was a, a Mount Carmel connection to Rice because of the kind of the same. It was, though. A lot of guys follow that same, path. It was the same connection to St. Ray's. Right. Because Big Kit Rymer. Yeah, that's my went man. Went to Mount Carmel, went to Rice. Bernard Barrows went to Mount Carmel, went to St. Ray's. I mean, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So, I didn't know he went to Mount Carmel. Kit, I didn't know that. Kit, um, Bernard Barrows. Like, I'm talking about, like, it's a lot of yeah, St. Yeah, Ray's yeah, dudes yeah. That, was, that was at, um, at Mount Carmel. And then it's just kind of... Right. And I didn't... Again, I'm reading the names because we do like a book every year 
when we was at Mount Carmel, where, and um, they would put like past players and past players. Mm-hmm. And as I was going through, like, when I got to eighth grade, and I'm like, this dude is at St. Ray's, and this dude is at Rice, and I'm looking at all the names. Yeah, connecting dots. Connecting the dots to schools. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know Mount Carmel was like until I actually got there. But through, again, you know, bringing it back to the real reason why I chose Rice is that I started to get that a little dog in me mm-hmm. where I wanted to be around and play against people that were so-called the best. Because in that short period of time, I went from not even being on anybody's radar in seventh grade to like top four in the city, top three in the city. Like in it was, in remember, a year. Yeah, in a year. I remember it being, for my five-hour class, it was Omar, it was Andre Barry, and it was myself. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Those are like, two guards, though. There were two guards, and I was the big. Oh, you're talking not position. You're talking about in general, in you were being talked about in the top four. Yeah, I was in the wow. city. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and mind you, from somebody that didn't know anything like about Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you... I was able to pick it up. And then again, going to Rice, and I'm like, Andre Sweet was there, and like, me and him, actually, we weren't cool at first because he was gauchos. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know. He was a gaucho. I know. Dude, you know what I mean? And we were battling. Like, we were the guys that at Super Bitties, we were battling. Every tournament, it would be either Riverside versus gauchos, and every tournament, citywide, UDC. Yep. Rucker, Junior Rucker, and we would be battling each other. So we'll leave one tournament where we just foul each other and throw elbows, then got to leave and go to another tournament to play another chip against each other. <laughs> same day? Same day. <laughs> so we literally didn't have that. You know, like, but yeah, then once yeah, we got yeah. to Rice, it was like, all right, yo, we on the same. So we're supposed to go to Mount Carmel too, but decided oh, not to. We went snap. to like two blocks up from Mount Carmel, but wow. he was supposed to go. To so y'all would have played forever oh, together. Yeah, it would have been crazy. But again, like I, Rice, as far as like building that dog. That's what it did. So you, let, let me, and this is probably unrelated, but I, I, I'm interested to find out. Yeah. You mentioned you were kind of on nobody's radar, seventh grade, mm-hmm. eighth grade, something turned, yeah, right? Yeah, something turned. I, let me, at the time, was Patrick Ewing? Yeah, Patrick Ewing was still in the Knicks. Yeah. How much did the Jamaican aspect of who Patrick Ewing was absolutely at did. the time influence how you went about absolutely, doing what you did? Absolutely it did because, again, He's a big. I was playing the big at that position. Um, just yeah, like I, you. I, and I don't mean to put yeah. stuff in your words in your mouth, but you. If if it's me, right? Okay. If I'm growing up yeah. and Felipe is at the height, just him having oh, that yeah, Dominican yeah. connection, Absolutely. I would want to embody him in every aspect. Absolutely. Right? So that's what I did. I okay. Had, I had the. Um, I had a pair of Ewans. I ain't gonna lie, I had that. I had at one time I, I threw on some knee pads, but it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> like I was, I was. You like, was emulating I was, I was him immense. like that. I was immense. I did the the the, the sky hook. hook, all of that, like, which actually helped me because you know that was good for me to be able to use that to jump up. I did all. Oh, of so that. no, when you say you did it, you were actually that was part of your repertoire. Part of my game. It wasn't you messing around. No, I was messing around. It was part wow. of my game. Just at that time, all of Georgetown big men like Matembo, yeah. Alonzo, Morning. Morning. Yep. Like that was my team, Georgetown. Like when I was going up at first, I I I, I thought, saw myself at Georgetown. Wow. Because of Patrick Ewing and Alonzo Morning, I had the sneakers, I had everything. You know what I mean? So that was like my thing. And then as I got a little older and I got out of Mount Carmel and I got into Rice, it was Tim Duncan. So the mm. game changed a little bit mm. when I'm watching Wake Forest more and I'm watching his skill set and I saw similarities as far as body type and. And how we were able to, like, I had a nice touch. I was able to shoot the ball. You know what I mean? Like, I was a good catch. I had to catch the ball because sure. I would either get that pass right in my face. Like, Andre <laughs> would throw a bullet pass. Omar Cook would throw a bullet pass. So, they those guys actually helped me also. So, I'm not even going to gonna lie and say, like, it just came naturally. Yeah. Playing with those guys, and that's kind of how I'm spoiled right now when I'm looking at guards play today. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking of Andre Barrett, Omar Cook, Kenny Satterfield, Kev. Those are, those are like my... 
Your OGs. My OGs of guards. Guards, yeah. So when I'm watching guards, I'm looking to see what, like, would they be able to take, if we were in high school together at that time, would those guys make that team? You understand what I'm saying? Got you. Because as small as Andre Barrett is, which was like 5'8 in high school, he probably was like 5'6", I don't see that from nobody here. Yeah. I don't see the speed. I don't see the jumper. As far as IQ is passing the ball, Omar Cook, I don't see it. Yep. With the, that heart and that competitive of, of Kenny Sadden and, and Kev Bell, I don't see it. I see talent. Sure. They're, they're in the gym and they're like, they're in the gym a lot more. Yep. But it's something different about how we had to, how we we had to travel to get everywhere. So we were in a pack together, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. A lot of these kids are chauffeur driven. They're not getting buses and train. They ain't looking over their shoulder. It's a good thing because as a as as a, as as a parent, provider, provider and parents, like you said, that's our job. We don't want them to live. Nah, the way we had the to. The way we have, but. It takes away a little bit of their instincts. The, know, their the, the dog is not yeah, as fierce. It's not. It's not. Because they know I they're going to get food. Exactly. Yo, you know damn. That's a, yeah. that's a gem right there. Yeah. I, you know, and and I, I told you this earlier off air. Like, I try to be fair to the current generation of, of athletes, right? Absolutely. Because I don't, I don't ever want this show or me or my brother to come it's off like, as haters. Absolutely. That is not – we appreciate so much the talent and skill that's out there. But I think it also needs to be they, – not they necessarily, but we as a basketball community need to also be honest. Like, the game's evolved. Kids, for the most part – I'm sure there's a few out there. But, like, for the most part, that dog that we used to see is maybe an aggravated puppy at this point. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like but the athleticism – Yeah, they might get a little – We came on the court – and already, turned already up. turned up. Already turned up, right? I remember I saw Anglo. I never forget this. I saw Anglo a player, Saint <coughs> Raymond, and yo, this dude was. Mm-hmm. He was. I was like, check his paperwork. Yeah. He is forty we years all, old. I was like, there's no way this dude is a high school student. Playing against him every day, I just be like this. I could not move this dude off the block. No, you could, and he looked crazy, like he looked crazy. crazy eyes. Absolutely. And, and I look at that, and then I compare it to now, and you see very slender, athletic kids could, I mean, do yeah. amazing things. Yeah. But I don't see many of those kinds of guys. No, I don't. You know what I mean? And I miss that personally. I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I watch it. Trust me, I watch the front courts a lot because that's mostly where yeah, I played. That's and your book. Again, they're skilled. Don't get me wrong; they can shoot it, yeah. they can handle it, but they're missing a little. Yeah, a little, a little elbow action, a little yeah. grit down there in the post. But in that same breath, they're better people than we were. In what aspect? Meaning that they're they're genuinely nice kids. Yeah, you understand what I'm That's saying? True. Like they're good natured. They're good natured. Yeah. Like they 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 they're not in survival mode or like a lot of us. Like were. a lot of us were. Yep. Like That's we true. Knew playing basketball, it was either me or you, and I was going to choose me all the time. Now I wish it was like that a little bit. A but little I, bit. I see sometimes even watching, you know, you know, my kid is playing, and, yep. and I'm looking at they don't want to step on each other's toes. Now I'm stepping on glove yep. toe every day. I'm <laughs> stepping on mine. I'm stepping on Dre. I'm stepping on everybody. They're stepping on like it was just what it was. And then after, like it is what it is. Like yo, what's up, man? We going get something to eat? Like, but we competing. Yeah, on the on the hardwood. We competing. Even like everybody's we're the same race. Like we had friends here that was on that that was our friends. Yeah, at the same race, but. We step on that. We laying the ball. We ain't looking at you. We're not coming over. There's nothing, nothing soft about know, nothing. I don't know. You. Right, right. I don't know. We you. not fam right now. <laughs> my, man, my man, Carl Nicholson. You crazy? Bro. Love, I we, love. We fighting under, and then after the game, it's like, yo, something, man, yo, yo, good game, man. Like that's it. 
God, those days, bro. <laughs> but now I see too much happiness. Everybody's know? everybody's in in yeah. fucking unicorns and rainbows yeah. type shit now. Um, thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> I, I love these conversations. Um, we got we got you four years at at, at Rice, right? Yeah, four years. Yep. When was the turning point? When maybe maybe not turning point, but when was it that you came? To start getting noticed from college, the college ranks. I'll tell you the truth, I got um my first letter I got was that um my freshman year. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, I got it, I got it. I remember I'm not even again not not thinking about college at that time. You were really just playing. Mm-hmm. And I remember Coach Hicks was like, "You come to the office," and he told me and Dre to come to the office. So we came to the office and a couple of letters. I think my first letter actually was Florida State and Clemson. Wow. Okay. And I, yeah, and I was like. What's that? He was reading. It was just, mind you, looking back at it, it was just bullshit. But they send you a letter to to say, hey, you know. To, to pique your interest. Pique your interest. Like, hey, just keep us in mind. And, you know, we're thinking about you. And I was, for me, I was. Yes. I, I would be too. You, you understand? I, I mean, it was a templated letter. It wasn't yeah. like the coach really took the time to write so much. But you know that I didn't know that they were watching. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, now you know people are watching. Yeah, you see then them all over. Yeah. We're going to tournaments with Riverside. We're going to AU tournaments here. We're playing locally. Coaches are here. They're sending, you know, Tom Kachowski. He's everywhere. He's sending his 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 briefings to all the schools. So when he said something, and you know, you're playing with, you know, Ernie Larch Riverside program, who's connected all over the place. And you had Rice, who's also connected with Mo. And you know, you're like, you. I didn't know that I was getting that much attention. Threat. That's damn. That's a great way to put it. That's exactly right. Getting it from from all, and not to mention my gym teacher. Was Lou DeMello. Get out of here. For fucking um, Felipe. Get so, the fuck out of here. So, like, again, Dre and myself, <laughs> we'd be in, sometimes we're in gym, and I got, he'll, I remember he made me get the strength shoes. I got strength shoes on. Yeah, you was using them ball, joints? Every ball, and we tapping the rim, and we doing stuff while I'm in gym. The other kids is doing their stuff, and I'm in working, Dre working you, on you, ball. You, yeah. you in your own camp. Right, but again, I didn't know, I, I know that he was the coach there, but I didn't know that he was who he was also. Right. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. now looking back, I'm like, man, I was like lucky and blessed to be. You had all these everybody that was big dogs. Vicinity. Everybody was in the vicinity within reach. And they took and they took the care. Because yeah. you, you as a parent mm-hmm. get this more than most folks would. Your kids are susceptible Kids are very easily pushed around yeah, and manipulated. Absolutely. So, and it seems, and most of the conversations that I've had, not to say that it doesn't happen, I'm yeah. sure it's happened to many, maybe even to you, but like in general, people were taking care to p- try and put you in positions that were going to benefit you long after you can even imagine. I, you know, it, it, it is. And it happened that way. And when you're looking back at it, I'm like, man, I did this and they put me here. And because of this, I was able to be over here and mm-hmm. go here. But you look at it back like that, you're like, man, I was lucky. Like, I say it all the time. Like, I'm, it wasn't like, yeah, I was skilled, but there was people that were Pushing more skilled than me. There were people that were more skilled than me. It's just that my opportunity was there. Yeah. And at that particular time, I was able to take full advantage of the opportunity. That, that's also the other thing, right. too, because opportunities present themselves all the time. And you don't you know also, it. You, you don't, don't know, know it. it. You also got to be willing, even if you're not understanding the opportunity, right. if you're willing to go down that path, Absolutely. then good things can happen. Absolutely. So, again, I just like, it's just, all the pieces just fell in. And it was quick. Like I said, it was six months. I'm from... That's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm playing. Boom, over here. You're going to this camp over here. I'm like, okay. And I'm just going for the, going with going with the flow. And then I noticed that I started getting better. Like, 
where I was yeah, you get reps. I'm fumbling or I'm standing like this and they say, hey, stand like this one so and take a charge. I'm doing this now instead of doing like this and getting uh, foul yeah, calls. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was, it was starting to pick up. Can you teach that to Mitchell Robinson when you get a moment? Because <laughs> he know, he be fouling out in like the first quarter. But you know what though? It's also his body too though. He's he's got to get a little stronger. He's still yeah, yeah he's still, still lighter. And that's going to come. He's still young, so you can't even. <laughs> can't even you know, it's going to come. Um, what what would have happened to you if you were average height at twelve or eleven years of age? Like that moment in the park, you jumping around, shooting oh, around. Oh, that moment didn't happen. I was definitely going to school. Like, no, but I mean, as far as, do you think you would have got the opportunity to be, to end up where you did? If I was average height? If you were average height for your age at that time when you were in the park. I would say, I would say no, because you got to think about it. I also didn't have the skill set either. Yeah. So. It was super raw, but, super but coordinated. Raw, I was super raw, but coordinated. My thing wasn't handling the ball and even really shooting so much at that time. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have had no, no need to be on a program. Gotcha. You understand what I'm saying? So me being uh, above average above height, above average height, and young, it was appealing to to coaches. Like, yeah. okay, yo, this kid is gonna be. You could forecast and say, hey, this kid is gonna be tall, which they probably said about Kevin Bell also. Like, right. yo, he was big, but then Kev stopped growing. Mm-hmm. I was big. They said the same thing about me, but I kept ended up still growing some more. Inches. You exceeded what they expected, right. and then then I got stronger. You know, so it's a whole bunch of different uh, factors that played into it. But if I was average height, I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. I just, you know, it's, I mean, opportunity, genetics. There's all these different things oh, yeah, that play exactly. into it, and and not to be forgotten, like the support of your parents. Oh no, that's a big fact. Yeah. Because again, for my parents not really knowing so much about the sports world. Yeah. They, they took a chance on and allowed you know Mr. Larch and Mo to kind of guide me, but they were very much involved. Involved. Yeah. You know, so they couldn't have took really took advantage of me. Because my yeah. parents would have been like... Questioning stuff. They, they, they ask questions, but again, my parents weren't the, the way how these new parents are. Yeah, too much. Like, they're too involved. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, And that's part of the reason how I approach even with my son. I don't want to be too involved because, again, I, I, it's kind of hard for a coach to kind of do his job and the parent, he got to worry about what this parent's on the sideline going to be complaining about his son's not... To get minutes or whatever. Yeah. if I'm Me personally today, if I'm unhappy with what's going on with my son playing, that's a conversation... That I'm gonna have with the coach another time, not not during the game. I'm pulling and say, hey, what 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 do you see my son? What do you think my son needs to do to be more of a, a factor on your program? What do you think? And you, as a coach, you would tell me, hey, I think he needs to do this. Now, if my son does that, right? But again, you have to be realistic as a parent. Also, if you know your son ain't got it, ain't got it, you have to be like. You ain't got it. You ain't got it. This is as good as it's gonna get. So enjoy while it's here. Right. And, and keep and pushing. I'll be honest with you, like so, forwarding it to my son a little bit. He's a he's a late bloomer. He still has a whole lot to learn. Like just as far as from the guard position, right? So he's kind of right now living on athleticism and heart. Yeah. Like he has the heart from when we were playing, but as far as the, the skill set, it's coming and it's coming quickly. But when we were choosing high schools. I had him going to a school in Connecticut first, mm. which was it's a great academic boarding school. But I was like, you know, you play and you get to play a lot of minutes over there. But I knew in my soul he wasn't ready to really compete too much on a higher level. Okay. You understand, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Did you have that conversation with him? Um, like w- when you sent him to Connecticut? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I always have, for the most part, my wife and I, we we pretty much straight shooters with okay. our children. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you, you when you're saying having a conversation with, with, at least when I'm having a conversation with my kids, I ain't going to say what other people should do with their kids. Yeah, but yeah. When we're having a conversation with our kids, there's a kind of a certain way that we have to go about saying it to them, and each kid is di- it's, it's different. So I kind of have to like approach it because he's more um, passionate. He's real okay. passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to say something to where it kind of like messes up his whole Knock him down. Knock him down. Right. So I have to tell him like, hey, look, you're going to go over here and you're going, you know, this school you'll be able to probably do something that you probably wouldn't be able to do at another school. Like okay. we wanted him to go to where he's at right now. That's what we really want. Blair Academy? First. Right. Okay, that but was your first choice. That was his, that was, he wanted to go. Oh, he wanted that. He wanted okay. to go there. That was also my first choice. I know that, I know that Coach Mantega is a good coach. I know yeah. he coached one of my friends, Roy Ivy. No, since the coach Knicks now and you know, yeah. Charlie. Uh, well, I don't know because after the firing, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what's I think happening. He's there for right now. Yeah, yeah for friends, right now. Um, Luau Dang, you know, yeah. those guys were there. So I, I, I kind of over the year was able to watch him build a little bit of reputation, um, relationship with him rather. Right. Going there, I was like, mm, I don't know if, you know, if he's really ready for that. Got it. Level. Because again, you got to get it right sometimes. I, I'm not saying that I. Obviously, you're panning out right now for the best. Sure. But when you're picking the schools, you kind of got to get it right sometimes the first time because then... There's not a lot of room for right. for error there. There's not a lot of room. Because you missed the boat. Right. Like, I know with him being a little bit smaller at that time, he was like 5'10", 5'9", 5'10". He was a lot smaller. He was pretty How happy. tall is he now? He's about 6'1", 6'2", now. Oh, wow. So he grew significantly his body. What, what, I'm sorry. What year is he at? He's a sophomore. Okay. So um, he's, you know, he's filling out. So he's becoming... He was coming to play, but I know that he was going to get coached the way he needed to. The way he needed to, because Coach Mantega is hard. Not, not that he's hard, where I mean, as far as like loud and intimidating. No, but it's accountability certain, and accountability discipline. Is a certain is a certain level that he expects from everybody that stepped through that door at Blair. Mm. You know that it's accountability. It's you know work ethic. They come to work. They come to get better. They want to make everybody else better. They're going to support. They're going to if they're promoting themselves online, they got to promote everybody. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not a me, me, me. It's a us, us. Got you. And with the us, I can showcase myself, but it's us. And I think that that's necessary not just for a basketball aspect, but just for a life aspect. And we got into it before we got on this as far as, you know. How critical that how is. How can we translate what we do in the sports world into everyday real life work? Right. And that's, he's getting that. He's hammering everything that my wife and I preach all preach the time. Preach So that was a good So point. it's almost, I mean, that's that's huge in a lot of respects, but... Not to give him this credit, but almost bringing Coach Mantega into your parental kind of Absolutely, dynamic, man. He's the, right? He's the like father. the third he's, dad he's, or he's, second. He's dad right now. Second dad, like, yeah. He's dad. He's dad, and I don't get involved in that. My wife, we don't get involved in that. Like he's in charge of that. If I have anything that I'm, I kind of have an issue with, or what have you, shoot him a quick text. He'll hit me back if he's available right away. But he'll say, "Hey, no, look, it's all good." Boom. If I see something that I think I'm, that I think Kyle could probably do a little better, he was like, "You know what? I thought about it." I'm definitely, I'll, 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 I'll keep I'll behind it, I'll yeah. mention it, you know, so, and that's it, he'll come to me and say, hey, look, he, he's coming along, like, I, I saw him the other day, and he said, look, he's really coming along, like, I'm, I'm liking, it's, it's hard for me to keep him off the floor, so. Oh, that's a great place to a, be. That's a great thing, you, you understand? Yeah, because so he's earning it. He's it's earning a, it. And that, so that, that's, that brings me to another point, which is, um, and, and you can potentially be one to force this issue, because right. you played at such a high level. Right. Sometimes, I assume, I don't know this for a fact, but I assume a coach may try and favor, maybe even a relatively young coach mm-hmm. at a decent program, may want to favor the kid of a former player, nah, for instance. Because nah. I, I let that known, be known from the get-go. 
I don't I don't want my son or I don't want Roland to be a part of anybody that's just giving out handouts. Mm-hmm. It's not genuine. And then, and then the first time that anyone does something wrong, it's like, you know, it goes left. Yeah. So anything that my son earns, he earned it. It was not given to him. And that's, that's, what, that's what he's been doing since he's picked up a basketball is earning because you have a lot of guards that are at that position a little bit more skilled than him right mm-hmm. now. So he's earning it. And when he's going against those guards and he's giving them hell, it's, it's, him. it's more genuine for, for him. It's and like, more meaningful for him. And same thing with me. Again, we bring it back to high school. I mean, look who I was playing against. I'm playing against Glover. I'm playing against, you know, all these big, sweet, sweet every day. And I earned I earned a starting position. I went to, 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 to St. John's and I wasn't supposed to start. We had 6'10s. We had 6'11s. We had 7-footers. Who, um, I started opening night against Kentucky. First game at the Garden, coach with the cancer. I'm starting. I had no idea I was going to be starting. Who was on that team in Kentucky? Um, they had Tayshawn Prince. They had, um, what's the other guy? Um, Saul, Saul Smith, the, the coach's son, Tubby Smith. Oh, Tubby Smith's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the big? They had, another, had a real big. I know they had, a, they had, had a few real, Oh, no, they had, they had. I mean, some, they always have, but like. They always had. So Man. again, I was thrown in again all like the time. to the fire all again, the fire. and I've always been the undersized big because especially once you get to college, everybody's a tower, you know. So like just like so, I'm always an undersized. So again, I'm battling, I'm pushing, but I'm always the underdog. Did you think back to Laguardia House when you, you know sit on that floor? Every, that's my mindset even to today. Like I tell my son that, like don't worry about starting. Like, if you want to start, you have to make it, you have to be extra, you have to be above. That's something my wife also pushed, too. You got to be impressive. If you're not impressive, don't expect much. Don't expect it. You're going to be, everybody's mediocre. Mm-hmm. That's that's the bar, mediocre. You know what I'm saying? If you're so, not there, you're you not really there. messed up in the right. game. Right. And then and with when, with mediocre, now it's, it's the, the, the day, the time of day for a coach. You know what? Let me give you a break. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you're yeah, impressive, yeah. the coach is giving you that all the time. That's That becomes the new bar. Right. Ooh, and you, so do you, do you feel like your son understands it? He's he's getting it. Okay, he, it's not fully there. You know? No, no, but but I mean the mindset. Oh yeah, he, and, got, he get it. And okay, he, he competes. Like I said, he he might be like com- competing wise, probably a little more than I am. Like he, it's he gets after a little bit more. Maybe because he's a lot smaller and it's just, it's just, no. He doesn't have height to yeah. really fall back on. Yeah, he don't have that. So it's got like it. yo, I'm on, I'm down your throat, and sometimes that could be a good thing. Or bad thing. Or too much. Sometimes he might get some fouls quick because he, right. he too extra. Right. But then I'm like, yo, dude, you're good. Like, just stay in front of him. You're good. And he, when he calmed down, I think he's he's top out there when he calmed down. How how proud are you? Just and and I love I love how you and your wife parent. Um, just the way you just described all these things. Um, it's similar. Actually, I'd say it's better in some cases because I'm not mature enough in some areas to to really be able to sit down and like tactfully communicate to my kid based on their personalities. I, I'm getting better. But sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. but sometimes it's just blah, blah, oh, no, no, You know no, what I mean? No. Look, we we having this conversation right now. We have that moment. So don't No no no. You know but my, my moment I feel like is more often than because you, you you're more it's just again I'm meeting you for the first time today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels like you're more thoughtful about it oh, than no, I think I am. I'm definitely a little bit more thoughtful and I would say a lot softer than my wife. My wife is more She's a pit bull. She, she's more, she's more aggressive, you know. Like I'll say more, more so verbally. Yeah. She's more so like, like what? Like, <laughs> she'll just, set it on them. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying? I love which, it. Which is a good, it's a good thing. It's so a good we balance. Have, we have the, we have the good balance. But again, with with the kids, I'm super, you know, um, we're super supportive of them. We're excited. We're, all three are different. Yeah. 
you know, um, I actually think um, my, my third year, she just started to play really. So she's about a year and a half in. She's coming along. She's playing more like similar position than I am. So okay. my goal for the next couple of months is really just focusing and working on her, getting her prepared for high school. Um, you said she's 13? Yeah, she just turned 13 okay. last month. Um, the seven-year-old, she's actually, um, she, she could be good. Like, she's she really could dribble the ball, and she doesn't even know that she's really, what she's really doing. But it's she's, even better. Yeah, she doesn't know. And yeah. she's real cool, extra, extra coordinated. So I think all three of them is going to do something different. And again, I don't force, we don't force the basketball. Sure. On it. We, like like you said, what you're going to do with your, your kid, you're going to incorporate it a little bit. Yeah. But like I said, my son played soccer. He played lacrosse, football. My daughter played, 13-year-old played tennis. You know, like, the little one played also tennis, soccer. So we throw them in everything. It ain't. Yeah, yeah, it's you know not just saying? forcing like, them one down, right. one path. One thing we do have in our household is saying that all three of them is going to play a sport. You're going to figure out a sport, but you're going to play a sport. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some type of activity mm-hmm. that's going on. Like, physical. Where you're I totally sweat, agree. Right, where you're sweating and you're running. So. Yeah, because sitting in front of the TV oh, or no. on the phone all day is not happening. No, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we didn't get to talk too much about um, St. John's, and I, I want to dive back into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you get there. You're... You know, you started, like you said, uh, against Kentucky, Coaches versus Cancer. How, If you could summarize your career at St. John's, what would you say it was for you and your game? For me game? personally, yeah, my, my goal, I think it was basic. Mm. I don't think it was nowhere did I live up to what my personal expectations expectation were? was. You what know what I mean? were they? NBA? Tell you the truth, um... Yeah, it definitely was. The NBA. I think anybody that's playing basketball yeah. goes to you know to play yeah. professionally in the NBA, right? But just as far as like just as far as like getting, I don't think I got a a, a lot better development while you were in college. Yeah, and 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 it wasn't the fact that we didn't want to be in the gym. It's just like we were sharing the gym at that time. They didn't have the facility that they have right now, uh. so we were sharing the gym with soccer sometimes, tennis. So when we wanted to get in the gym and get extra shots up, we couldn't. Oh, okay. And that's what a lot of people didn't know at that time. So when we were making, I didn't know all, those, that we were making all those runs and, we, you know, the St. John's, where they were winning the Big East and all that stuff, NIT, we didn't have no gym, really. Wow. <laughs> you know that's, a, like, that's a big issue. No, but that's a big thing. So, again, we're going off just heart and grit. We weren't getting developed the way how. We were practicing sometimes between, um, we had to travel to a junior high school. And practice on a smaller, like, so that's what we were going wow. But again, now the kids that are coming up now, they're, like. They got facilities got for facilities. days. They got the facilities. And, and, and I, I see it, but they're using it, though. You understand? Like, I mm-hmm. like the fact that the facility that they have now, the, the kids are taking it and they're, they're running with it and they're, they're developing. Like, I see more players at St. John's getting developed. Okay. So, so, again, I think that they're trending. The right direction. The right direction. And the coach that they have right now, um. Mike very, Anderson. Very similar in, um, to Coach Jarvis in the fact of he's a family first um, person. Mm-hmm. His wife is, is, is lovely. I met her tight-knit. I feel like he's, in, he's, a, he's a, first of all, he's one of us, you know, Brown. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, lead at the helm, leading a, a big-time institution and instilling values in people that look like us yeah. every single day. I think that's important. You know what I mean? For for us to look and see pe- more people like that. So sometimes um, it's imperative. It is, it is, and that was part of the reason. Again, I I did go to St. John's also it was because I, um, Coach Jarvis sold me family 
you know, and I was, that was something that I'm big about. My yeah. mother, my father, brothers, sisters, you know, like we were tight. We go to the games, you know, we, we did a lot of things together and not be able to come home for certain holidays because I can't get a flight. Like that was all stuff that was circling you know, in your in mind. My mind. And, and not to mention, if I didn't go to St. John's, I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have been with my wife because we're college sweethearts. You know what I'm saying? So, so she also went to St. John's. So she's, she's a year above me. So we nice. kind of, you know, so it's a whole, it's a whole bunch of things when I look back in reality and when I said, you know, in the beginning where I can't really go with regrets because there's a lot of things that came from it that I wouldn't have necessarily had as far as the family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in a perfect world, you know, we always say, hey, we want to be in the NBA, we want to be rich. I still definitely must so want those things. Probably not the NBA, but I definitely want the wealth. The wealth, yeah. But I literally and would trade all of that just as long as I could have keep my family together. You understand? Like, so it's, so, 100%. so for me, that's... I'm happy every day. Like, my wife might want a bag. And we probably can't get the bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's some time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, That's real life. But she's happy. <clears throat> I'm happy. The fact that it's us. You know, our kids are healthy. We're healthy for the most part. Our family is healthy for the most part. Yeah. And that's what it is. And should I get the bag eventually? <laughs> <laughs> the bag in more ways than right, just, right, a, right, just right. the one. Right, right, um, That's beautiful, man. Um, <laughs> you have a really good perspective. And, and I, I want to ask, like, when you th- when you were going through St. John's, yeah. and I know how strongly your family from early mm-hmm. was focused on education, right? Yeah, yeah. Your parents really pushed you, and I'm, I'm assuming you have siblings, right? Yeah, I do. I yeah. Have, um, actually, um, it's funny. My little sister, Afia, she went to Murray Bertram. Oh, okay. She won four um, four cities and three state titles. Damn. Um, she didn't go. She she went to college. She went to Temple, but she didn't play. Oh, okay. But they had like a little thing when we were in high school. We both went up to Glen Falls for the, for the city and for state. states. But that one, they got railroaded by um, CK, the girl, the Sue Bird back then. They got, oh, shit. Yeah, they got, they got touched. <laughs> so they, they, had, they, they ran through the city. Let me yeah. ask you this. Is that run, getting run over by Sue Bird and that crew, is that why she didn't play at Temple? She was like, you know what, no, no, I'm no, done? No, no, no. Oh, she, okay. Like, she, they played different positions. Sue Bird was a guard. My, my okay. sister was big like me because so okay. she was 5'10". Right. So she was more of a force <laughs> on Bertram. But yeah, she... um. They, we was that's, like they had a nice little thing on us. That's interesting. Um, did you take into account life after basketball while you were at St. John's? You know what? Nah, not really. And I'll be honest with you, that I feel like that was a, a mistake. Mm. I feel like I can't blame things on the university. Nah. Because, again, you know, that's not... Well... Right. You can, but you... You, you can, you but can. you probably but shouldn't. I feel like... Now, me having the insight and my wife having the insight of being college students and knowing what really comes from after, especially me being a, a, a student athlete. Yeah. Coming from, you know, again, Rice, top level tier, come to St. John's, top level tier. And then people don't know once you leave college, it's not the same. You're not getting the same treatment when you go to, Anywhere. especially in New York. Yeah. You're going to, oh, I remember going to all these restaurants, they're like, Yo, whatever you need, Kyle. You see what I'm saying? Or going to the club and you just walking in, it's a little, it's a little different. Yeah. So sometimes that can mess with your psyche a little bit. It has to. Right. I, so, you'd have to be a different, especially at mm-hmm. that age. Mm-hmm. I can't fault a, a kid, mm-hmm. right, a college athlete, to feel, to not feel like they're the man or the woman. Oh no, you can't. You can't fault them can, for that. Man. That's what that's what we create. Yeah, yeah. Being fans of the game in these schools or what have yeah. you. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was different. But um, luckily for me, again, literally, I graduated. Two weeks later, I was in Mexico. 
<laughs> so I did like a summer. Hold on, How, that's fast. <laughs> you no, know, it was because um I did like a couple of little workouts, but then like literally like two three weeks later, I got a call and it was like, yo, you want to come to Mexico? So I was out there for for some time, then left there, came home for. A little and just bit. to be clear, he was playing ball. He wasn't working yeah. with El Chapo and, and nothing I like that. El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I was I went to Mexico, played on this team in Zacatecas. Okay. Was. Yeah, played out there and then came back for a little bit. And I was in Czech Republic. I was in Prague. Um, How, my, that's that's my different. My guy Lavelle Sanders, he played at Seton Hall. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah, um, he wasn't on my team out there, but he was. He showed me Prague, like took me around, made sure I was fed. It's a dope city. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, so wait, 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 we skipping? We skipping? How did you? So you you graduate? You graduate from? So you successfully graduated yeah, yeah. in four years, yep. being Finance a student athlete, yep. and you didn't have a bum ass degree. Yeah, it wasn't, and no disrespect. Okay, no, let's. Yeah. Uh, you you educated yourself in finance and management. Yeah. You said right. Um, I know, and and again, I don't want to make this sound like student athletes are dumb. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, no, lazy. Well, no, maybe, no, 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 no. maybe, but also, I think I think the cards are stacked against y'all in most cases because, for instance, how do you expect a student athlete to really? And you did this, so you have the perspective. How do you expect them to go four years, mm-hmm. play? practically work for the school as an athlete because you're practicing a ton, you're playing. There's a lot of your day-to-day that is very different from a traditional student in order to be able to succeed, right? How do you expect them to pick up a a more complex major like finance and management than, say, I don't know, uh, some of these made-up majors that are like, how to put up a... F- I don't know. There's like random shit that I've heard no, that I'm, I'm just like, saying, wow. But, you know, but I look at it like there's certain majors that you just can't touch. Like, like engineering. Like, like lab work. A lot of things like you know, doc, to be a doctor. Right. Certain things that you kind of got to stay away because that's actually kind of what I wanted to do at first. Like I was um, enrolled in a lot of science classes, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really do a lot of the labs. So I had to like switch, switch okay. courses, right? Because of, you know, it was conflicting with practice and sure. things like that. But if you ask me, this is my personal opinion. Yeah, it yeah. Be, it might be a little controversial. But I think a lot of student athletes are lazy. Okay, that's fair. And the reason why is if you can memorize all these complex plays that we're running on a, on a, on a daily, then you should be able to go to class. And you think I was a, a straight A student or going to showing up to every class? I'm just like every student, regular student. I'm not going to use the word student athlete. I'm talking like a regular, regular student, student, yeah. student that's that's going to school. You you have your you have your syllabus. Yep. You you know you know your assignments. You go to class today. You might not go to class tomorrow. You might skip this one. It's typical. That's what you do in college. Yeah. So if you're not telling me one person that going to class every single day, right? So I'm a typical student. It could be done. Now, what we're talking about as far as like you said, the compensation and things of that nature. I do agree. You should get something. Yeah. But what is the something, right? Because I don't feel like there should be millionaires. No. But I do feel I like they should either. get compensated for something. I actually would go somewhere to the extreme and say, maybe we put like a, a fund, a trust fund in their name, and in completion of graduation, you have this. So you have something that you could, you're working towards. So when you get out of college, you're not on your face trying to get minimum wage. You have something Yo, that you could. You know th- what I'm saying? Like this, there's a bunch of different things that my wife and I we talk about. Like. Maybe that would be something good. Well, you don't touch this money. I'm not going to give you this money so you can splurge and like I have, like have TVs in your car. And, yeah. No, we're gonna put this money up, and when you complete this or the years that you are there, this is what you accumulated. So when you leave, 
this is what you have. Now you have some time to kind of buy some time to see what you want to do. You might have enough money where you can open up your own business. You know that's that's one of the best <laughs> ideas I think I've I've heard, and surprisingly, I didn't come up with. So, uh, I got to give you our props. I, I was so one of my former guests. His name is uh, Ed McDonald. Uh-huh. He's an attorney. He played high school ball at Zaverian. Right, right. Um, actually, played a cup of coffee too at, at BC back in like the seventies. I want to say yeah. it was. Um, he meant. So I asked him. What do you think, because, again, him being an attorney, I think his perspective is interesting with respect to the legalities of the NCAA and, and, you know, paying student athletes and whatnot. And he said, I don't know how you actually split the pie or what the pie that split looks like, right? Because you've got your elite athletes Mm -hmm. versus the ones that walk on and may or may not pan out and play for an extended period of time. So you and then you've got injuries that come into play. But you just use the the words, what you said, walk-ons. Yeah, There's, there might be a lot of like a few and far between elite walk-ons. Very few, right? Yeah. But my, I'm talking about actual scholarship athletes. athletes. Okay. I okay. ain't talking about designs. Got it. I'm talking about if you if we gave you a scholarship and we're paying for your your school, your your we brought you here for a reason, mm-hmm. right? The walk-on. Went to school because that's the school that he wanted to go to. Got you. You see what I'm saying? They they didn't choose you. Right, 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 right. Like, you chose them. You went there knowing that you were going to pay for this one way or another. So, for those, I would say, yeah, I think you put a little pot for your your scholarship scholarship players. They're the ones that that are playing. They're the ones that are doing the... They're generating the revenue that the school's seeing from that that game. We could say the regular student because we have this conversation. My wife is iffy sometimes with certain things because she went to school. She she went the regular academic path. Yeah, she has no Sally Mae and... Yeah, that hurts. It, it, I just finished no, paying mine. I, I know what that is. <laughs> no, but it does though, right? But at the same time, it's like, yo, we really got to think about what, the gener- what we're generating. Like, bro, no, for sure. Like, you're generating it. And again, I'm on the other fence. I don't want. I don't think a student should be walking around with all that money. Right. But I'm make it, give them something to work towards other than you're going to get your degree. Because when you walk out, that degree, it holds a little bit of weight. And not to mention, even if you don't give me money now, I'm going to do it to a far extreme. Give me an opportunity to earn multiple degrees. Have, that's like right now, valuable. I should be able to go to St. John's right now and be like, okay, I want to sign, I'm going to enroll in this class because of all the money that I generated from years past. Yeah, don't you kind of have that credit yeah, built up. Don't give me no, I don't want no money. Just allow me to take classes. Let me earn my degree. Let me earn. Let me build my portfolio and, 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 and do something. I should be able to have that. As a student athlete, I feel all across, they should be able to get that at least. If no money, they should be able to go to school for free continuously. Bro, you just opened up a very interesting debate yeah. um, that I think I want to continue to have with other guests yeah. as well. Because I think what you are describing, and again, and I know you probably know a little bit more than I do with respect to the the, the big nature of right, all the right. things this impacts. But at the same time, I know there's a lot of different use cases that need to be explored and really right. talked about to really get right. this relatively right. But I think... Generally speaking, from my vantage point, like what you just those two ideas, right? Building up a fund for people to tap into after they graduate, right. that being the key, right? right? Like you have to graduate, right? Or else you forfeit that's this that's money. Right. Um, that's huge. Right. And I would go one step further, even there should be an option where if that is the path that they go down, that athlete can choose to defer that into, say, a 401k or some sort of retirement fund. Because we don't think, and I I look at, you know, my parents' generation, 
there's a lot of those folks that didn't end up at places where there were 401ks or good pension plans. They're struggling so much, right? So, and we don't think about that when we're young, right? Maybe even at this age, like I'm almost 40, you're approaching 40. Like, we probably are just now really starting to, yo, we really got to make sure we good in a few years. That's true. Because the shit flies. That's true. I would even go as far as to say, yo, flip that, give them the option to flip that shit for when they're 70, 68, whatever the age is. Because you don't know how. We live longer nowadays. No, you're right. You're absolutely you're right. And that, that pension, but so much that pension is lasting. <laughs> and imagine how much years you're talking about. Like, right. that should build right. up crazy. Right. Right. No, you right. being a finance dude, you understand the right. impact right. of that kind of stuff. So, again, that, these are the conversations that we have. And it, sometimes it goes good, and sometimes it goes crazy. We, we're, we're, it's a constant battle. But man. that's dope because you got dope. both sides of it. Yeah, it's, dope. it's a dope conversation, but I, I think that would be real good for NCAA. It, tremendous. I think so. Now, you mentioned you're pursuing your master's degree. Yeah. Um, what brought that on? Well, um, the kids are in school, and it, it, it's sort of kind of like so they could kind of see that I'm also doing something. You know, it's, 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 it's hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, no, I'm going back, and I'm seeing. Because you're working full-time also. Working full-time, and you see the students there at school, and you're like, but it's <sighs> also, you know, it's also kind of like, look, you're doing work, I'm doing work, too. Mm-hmm. My wife is working. So you're constantly seeing us do multiple different things. So when you feel like we only could do one thing, just know that other people are doing multiple things and they're getting it done. Mm. You know, so it's so it's just to kind of like, you know, get into their head a little it's, bit. I mean, it's personal for you, but also because it's, it has an added benefit. Do as far as you knowing just having the masters would probably open up some doors and you yeah. know, networking and things of that nature. Yeah. But it's also, you know, to, to show the kids that it's always room to have continued learning. And it doesn't matter what age, you can still, you know. Yeah, you can still go still get after get back it. Into it, right? So. Um, you're you're about six nine. Yeah, six eight and a half, six nine. All right, you shrank a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you you still get out there and play? You know what? I I haven't. Okay. And I haven't. I've, I've seen about a couple of years, and the reason is, I when I play, I still the bug is still in me. At least it was when the last time I played. Okay. How long ago was that? I think I played in the last tournament I played. was probably like 2015, 2014. Okay, not crazy long ago. Yeah, but I still have that bug. And then sometimes I get calls like, yo, you want to come back? And for my family, it's not good for me to go back and try to try to hoop. So I kind of sabotage myself a little bit. Okay. Gain some weight. So I, in my mind, I know that I can't. Get out of here. I have to. Because, I, like, literally, I would jump. On any opportunity to go play ball because that's all I've been doing since 12, 11, 12 years but old. But you getting calls like to play professionally? Yeah, I get, I get some oh, calls in different, different countries. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you want to come do a job, you know, six months here, yeah. And I'm like, maybe I can get back in shape and, you know, give me, give me like three six months. months. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But again, it's not, for my psyche, it's not even good. Yeah. Because that's all I want to do. And then it takes away from me doing things with the family. So, bro. You a man's man. That's hard. <laughs> no, it is hard. It's hard every day. Trust my wife. You know, like I said, I, I went through. I, now a lot of people are talking about, you know, like it's mental health and yeah, like from playing ball and that's all you know to kind of like now I got to do some real world. This is a crazy transition. And I got a real world family. You know what I mean? Like where all I had to do before was just hoop. It kind of messes with your mind a little bit. And I think all former players would kind of test to that. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Or something that they've been doing and kind of got to switch the ball. So I, that was my way of kind of like 
getting out of basketball. Mm. And now I'm kind of brought back into it because now it's my your son. son and my daughter. You know what I mean? Like it's now I'm there. But now it's like I don't really want to get on the court too much now. Now I can sit back a little bit and like, okay, yo, doing this. It, it, let me ask you this. Is it more now that your son is involved and it sounds like your daughters are also on the way, um, is it almost therapeutic for you? So like you mentioned, like it, do, it does something to you it when does. you play so long and then to get it to nor- find yeah. normal life yeah. is hard. Yeah. Now that they're in it, you almost, yes, you can live through them to a degree, but you also kind of can take a step back and just I enjoy happy. it. I'm happy you now. Like, That's I'm not, dope. I'm not even going to lie. Like watching my son and my daughter getting into it now, but like my son, I'm happier now being able to watch him. You know, and kind of see some of the pitfalls that I probably would have done. And kind of like, hey, I don't know if you really want to go that way. It's kind of trending a little, that little way. to the left or to yeah. that way. You know what I mean? But I'm happier now, and I don't feel like I want to jump on the court. Like, I think that's the hardest thing is to jump on. Like, because you want to play all the time yeah. for a former player that knowing that you really don't have. Realistically, you can't yeah. do it. And you, you probably shouldn't because if you get hurt, right. it's, it's real bad. Healing is a, is a lot yeah. harder, you know? So um, that's... From that part now, I have a little bit more joy. Like, I can watch my son. Yeah, I get a little stressed out because sometimes he bug out and he does some stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, why do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I'm good. Like, And, I, and when you take a step back, you're like, all right, this is part of his learning curve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I think, for a former player and, and a dad, that's the hard thing is the, the step back. Yeah. And just, you know, observe. You know, you know and Kenny Sad and myself, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. Because you know he's he's on it. We, yeah, he's we're on it with our kids. Like as far as this is what it is. Yeah. And then we have the conversation. We're like, man. And he'll talk me off the ledge. That's dope. That's <laughs> you dope. You need like, that. It's, it's funny because I'm like, y'all don't know him. He's like, nah, 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 Kyle, nah. I'm like, he's like, yeah, you're probably right. And, <laughs> and he'll talk me off too. He's like, nah, you're gonna be all right. I'm like, all right, you, that's what you said. All right. Yo, Kyle, we could do this forever, bro. Nah, we could, um, man. But I know you got things to do, and I have three kids also. Absolutely, so, man, but before we bounce, I want you to tell me that Rice Raiders hat you got on. My man Varkels, man underscore man. He makes he makes them all flavors. There's a fly. Yeah. Um. If you want, if anybody wants these Rice jerseys, Sham's brother, Sham Wells' brother makes it. Ajax. Oh, yep, yep, yep. He's on there. He makes uh, any jersey that you want. He makes some fly Actually, stuff. I got to pick it up for him, so I need to call him. He had made one for me, a nice one, so I got to get it from him. Yeah, Ajax, we might need a custom dribbling dimes jersey. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> let's let's talk. <laughs> no, no, definitely, though. But, yo, appreciate you having me here, man. Um, no, nah, my fun, pleasure. You know, reminiscing a little bit. Yeah. Definitely going to rock the shirt. Appreciate that. And the hoodie. You got a hoodie. Oh, I got a hoodie tomorrow, yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, definitely yeah. Definitely going to rock that. Yeah, for sure. Um, anytime, man. I'd love to do this again anytime, man. Oh, no, we, next we, time we can get um, some of the guys together. We, we, we definitely going to do a little rice-centric joint, and, for and sure. same raised one. We probably going to have them sitting side by side having don't, those conversations. Yeah, don't, get, don't give it away. Don't give it, don't give it away. It there it is, man. I appreciate you having Thank me, man. You, Thank man. you, man. For sure. This is the... The triple threat session of the program. So this is brand new. We're just starting this out. Gotcha. You're the first victim. Okay, first victim. Okay. First victim. So okay. this could go great or could go, could terrible, go terrible. But okay. I'm not blaming you. I'm going to blame me. <laughs> um, so I put together a few questions and really just, just kind of want to get your perspective on a few different things just yeah. as it pertains to you and the tri-state area basketball scene. So if, you, if you're standing on a podium... Right, uh-huh. accepting some sort of lifetime achievement award for for just life, right? Uh-huh. Not necessarily basketball. Who are you thanking in that speech? Well, first, I gotta thank there's a higher being 
up there, the one that kind of put us here. Yeah. So I would thank, you know, God, you know. Yeah. And I definitely would thank my parents, um, my wife, mm. children. And I would thank my coaches. Which ones? There's a lot, it sounds like, in, oh, no, I in had the a, lineage. Many coaches, but I mean, as far as, you know, Big time, and and I don't, and I say that not to try to put you in a position to exclude folks. Oh no, I'm telling I, you what it is. But but there's more impactful sometimes than others. You I, know I what I mean? I would only name the impactful ones that, that yeah. really had like a, a major you know role in my right. life. I would say um, Ernie Lodge. Um, you know, sometimes he gets a bad rap mm-hmm. with, with you know, some you no know, comments, but I ain't witnessed any of those those things and. All my contacts with him were, were positive. Okay. Um, I would say um, Mo Hicks. Um, he was some special, you know, as far as putting me again in, in other places to, to play against the best all the time. Yeah. Lamar Dyson, which was like my first real, you know, high, like school coach. Yeah. Um, good, good fundamental guy. And, um, Tell you the truth, I'm trying to think after that. I think it's all my coaches at Riverside, tell you the truth. Like, it was, it was between Rice and Riverside that I could honestly sit there and say, I didn't really have too much of, of, of coaches on the pro level that I could sit there and say, like, they were really impactful. Because yeah. at that time, it's not, it's more business than, than development, than development and, and fun. And build, yeah. But um, Riverside, you know, Big Al and Mike Michaelwing, Mike Chapman, Dermot Player, Bingo Coles. Um, you know, all those guys were. We're, we're special. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know we said you you mentioned you don't really do regrets, mm. but I'm ha- I have to ask you because I know there has to be one something. What would you consider your biggest regret if you had to pick just one? Man, you know what? I think I think I could have put in more time. I think you think when you're playing that you're putting really putting a lot of time in development, but then when you look back at it, it's like you, you put time in, but you still have more time. Because mm. I'm thinking all the times I probably were out, hanging, hanging out, hanging out, or just home. Because I didn't really go to clubs like that, you know. But I was just home. I could have been like, "Yo, wifey, yo, I'm going to the gym. Let's go to the gym together." Mm. And she would have been down for it. But I'm just saying, like, I just wish I, I probably would have been in the gym a little bit more. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, what does tri-state area basketball mean to you? Man, it's everything. Like, I'm just getting back into it because now I, you know, I have a kid in high school, so I didn't really pay attention to high school really too much before. Like, I'll see you know, little bits and pieces of it. But it's everything, man. When New York is clicking, I think all the other states are clicking. Like, I think we kind of been down a little bit overall, but I feel like once we get back to it, it you other states have to step their game up. Mm-hmm. When New York is popping, I mean... It's a problem. It's a problem. Yo, brother, that's it. That was a triple threat. Yeah, yeah. Brought to you by no sponsor yet, but we'll get one. Um, thank you, my man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.